Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And today we're venturing to the west side, or is it the south side, Henry? Lots of debate over that. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Yeah, but at the end of the day, we're crossing the Walter Taylor Bridge. And where are we going? We are going to... Graceville shit. We're, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Graceville. We're going to Graceville. Paul Simon's uh, Magnum Opus. Yeah, and it's not the birthplace of Elvis, but it's the birthplace of a really weird number of cafes, but very Instagrammable, every one of them. One of the more Instagrammed suburbs. That'd be a fun poll to do. Most That's Instagrammed suburbs. I'd say outside of the super main ones like a West End or New Farm, I'd say Graceville. I'd actually put it up there. Yeah. Greens and Grains, Three Girls Skipping. Goodness you know. gracious. Oh, goodness. And that sort of like derelict, degenerate side of the suburb. That's oh, just on the other side yeah. of the track. We're going to get to Mutantville. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> freak space. <laughs> but before talking about freak space and scary land, yeah. uh, it's, time, <laughs> it's time to dive into... Guys, it might be weird hearing us now because we used to have this everyman quality. Yeah, this sort of... We're just, you, you know, we're your mates. We're your mates. We're, we sit with you at the pub. We don't sit away in some VIP section with a bottle of Grey Goose. But now you had a couple of juggernauts coming through your <laughs> AirPods, guys. It's the... Live show We're yeah. doing our live show But not only that Sold out in 12 minutes 12 minutes It's like that scene In the social network That you know oh, it's An unusual <laughs> amount of traffic For 3am on a Tuesday So this would be unusual For <laughs> half time at the Super Bowl That's what we had The boys from Good, Jake from Good Chat Said that to me yeah. And I was like Why at all are you Across internet traffic In the Super Bowl And, and he was like, like He's like Oh no he's, he's really into NFL <laughs> He's like Oh the ticket's sold fine uh-huh, But the, um, the Super Bowl thing's really important to remember Yeah Tuesday 7th of July guys We are uh, part of the Good Chat comedy Fest. Good Chat mm. Boys are uh, absolute legends and they've put this yeah. comedy festival together that we are going to be part of. Um, it's an 8pm show. Uh, the 8pm on a Tuesday. What else have you got on? Genuinely. Seriously, no excuses. A friend of mine, I think, was trying to undercut, you know, I was really excited about how fast we'd sold out tickets. I was mm. telling him and he goes, but yeah, 8pm on a Tuesday, what's the competition? Um, I was can like, I, can okay. I, was it Hamish? Yeah, it was Hamish. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. was it now identified knowing. as Mr. Cool on this podcast. Well, if Mr. Cool <laughs> oh. has got drinks with Mick Jagger that night, <laughs> then, uh, then he doesn't Mick have to loves come. a Tuesday, uh, you know, cheap Tuesday. Mick's like, cheap Tuesday, I'm going to go get me a pizza and a video from And a good weekly, I reckon. Have you seen Jerry Maguire lately? <laughs> it's a weekly, I'll get it back to you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's super exciting, you know, the Good Chat Boys, you know, taking a little bit of a chance on us and it's mm. great that we can, look, we say we're taking this show on the road, we're taking it like 100 metres up the street. I also don't think I, this hasn't been announced yet on uh, socials, but I'm willing to give it an oh, exclusive to the listeners. Um, why while our show is currently sold out, uh, I'm going to be doing my first ever solo stand-up show, uh, which is called Loser. Uh, I'll be doing that for the first time ever, sort of a trial show uh, before the podcast. So um, keep keep in mind as well, with restrictions changing yeah. every day, um, we're we're quietly confident we yeah. might be able to get more tickets out for the Unpacking Brisbane live show. We've had a heap of messages from people who missed out. Um, my sister's missed out. Um, so Yeah, uh, one of our current <laughs> housemates missed out. Like, really, some of our closest friends and confidants in the world, Xavier, missed out. Just people absolutely... Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think that you need to get tickets to us within 12 minutes. Oh, but God, no. Toby messaged me and was like, <laughs> what the hell? It says sold out. And I liked the amount of people who just assumed that triple like, booking had crashed. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like, like, they were like, oh, it says sold out. What's the bug? The confusion 
today of um, that's all that the website says sold out. We can still get tickets right. And it's like, no, what it says no. on the tin, mate. We, uh, you know, we saw, but yeah, we're, we're really hoping to have some more tickets. But uh, yeah, we'll do our best. I mean, I'm as excited as anyone for Henry's solo stand up show. And I'll be in mm. the audience uh, loudly listening to you make everyone else laugh and thinking, Jack, can't wait to be a part of that in 45 minutes. Yeah, it's going to be great. And also laughing at you. Thank you, Funny bro. guy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's all coming up uh, Tuesday, 7th of July. Keep uh, an eye on the socials because we're, yeah, we're going to try and get more tickets out. And while we're on the topic of that, um, I know a lot of people listening, if you haven't rated us on Apple Podcasts, so when you go to the podcast, sort of like the homepage um, in Apple Podcasts, there's a rating you can give us out of five stars. Um, uh, marketing manager Chris and I were doing a little bit of a look around at uh, stuff on on another night earlier this week. And we were like, oh, these, um, these ratings are so, so much more valuable than we actually gave them credit for. So if you're, if you're someone who listens to this podcast, uh, even if you're not, uh, go and give us a five-star rating if you could. It, we didn't realise... Well, five or, five or four. We have one... I'll one, take four. We have one one-star rating. Does it come with a comment? Um, it just says, I'm Hamish. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably me doing it accidentally or something. I don't use Apple Podcasts. No, so I don't no. really know. I use Overcast, which is weird. Hmm. Anyway, so we... we would love you to rate the podcast uh, with that. Now, um, okay. Joe, wanted to bring you across. This is just uh, while we're in housekeeping, quite funny. Um, received a message, as we often do to our Instagram page. I'm just getting it up from mm. a friend of the show and a keen un-Pakistani uh, whose name is Campbell Johnson. So, Campbell Johnson. Good. Um, Very Australian name. Great name. That is, a, that is a rugby league player name. Campbell Johnson. Show us your Campbell uh, Johnson, mate. <laughs> this is the show. Show us your CJ. <laughs> show us little Campbell, mate. Fuck big CJ you got there, <laughs> shall we? Could have got to use it. <laughs> Get the old Campbell J's out, boys. Uh, friend you of the show, a keen un-Pakistani <laughs> whose name we've just turned into a penis joke. Uh, hey, Henry. Uh, and it's direct. It's addressed to me. We rarely get this. It's usually a bit of hey boys, hey fellas. Well, usually it's hey Joe. No, no, no yeah. Okay. A lot more people want to hey talk to this. <laughs> hey Henry, Keenan Pakistani here. I've heard rumours of you spending a year of your life talking like Borat. Are these rumours true? The un-Pakistani faithful deserve to know if so. Now, he's not dead wrong. No, I mean he's. He is wrong. In a strict sense of the word, the answer is no. Mm. I did not spend a year of my life speaking like Borat, but I did spend a year of my life speaking like Scooby-Doo. That's true. The dog detective. Yeah. Now, and the <laughs> marijuana advocate. <laughs> Stoned and, little bugger. Yeah. He smoked a couple of Campbell J's. Pro-choice icon <laughs> and detective canine Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Huge fan of small government. He's this sort of left-wing libertarian, but dog but detective is his main he's role. Mainly, yeah, he got into some political stuff. He's mainly dog-dog yeah. detective. Dog detective. Not a cop, a detective. Or a snoop, as they call him. Yeah, now, that's funny. Now, he... Um, Yes, I, I did. It would be. It was back in year two. It was for the entire year of 2003. Oh, okay. So, it was I, when you were, I thought I, this was... Sorry, just quick. I thought this was going to be hyperbole where you were like, I did a lot of Scooby-Doo material for a year. Like, No, no, no. In like first year. No, this was... This oh, was, oh, this is... This is Very like actual actually, 2003. Yeah, wow. Well, here's the thing. It, it was raised by a friend of the show in Keenan, Pakistani, Dan Dennis, a great comedian as well, mm. a good bloke. But he, Two first names. Mm. Leave one for but the rest he, of us. We're really into just picking apart people's <laughs> names to take the time to write in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By all means, please keep writing to oh, us. Please keep writing in, but I'm going to think about every single name that comes across my doorstep. Uh, we have a letter here from William McPenisberg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, Dick Cheese actually wrote us this great thing about meat pies. Works for McDonald's. <laughs> now, um... Yeah, but uh, Dan was saying, 
oh, you guys should do an episode on the first Scooby-Doo film, which, of course, was filmed in Brisbane and um, off the coast of Tangaluma. Yeah, oh. uh, the entirety of the film. So what I'm going to do, we're not going to go into it today. Yes, I did speak like Scooby-Doo for an entire year of my life. Seeing it was in year two, it would be concerning if I spoke like Borat, A, because of the content of that film, and B, because it hadn't been released. Was uh, Borat not released when you were in year two? Imagine if I... Gee, that age is you, Henry. Sasha Baron Cohen was actually just like a St. Thomas's primary yeah. substitute <laughs> teacher, and he was like... This kid's got a this kid's got a pretty good little voice. What's that? And I was like, hello, very nice Kazakhstan. Hello. Like, good God, it's Junior in like a big fat liar. <laughs> yeah. He's stolen my YouTube. But character. it's entirely un- unclear where this like little kid got this thing about Kazakhstan from. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. this little Catholic white boy, and he's just like, Mama, in Kazakhstan. He's like, I absolutely love this. I'm like, I don't know, it's a country. It's just like year two Jewish. I'm like, Baba do doo ba do Kazakhstan. Yeah. I was like, who is that baby? I was like, this guy gets it right. Pamela Anderson. That baby on the monkey bars is mm. making insightful political satire. <laughs> now, Henry, confession. I've never seen Scooby Doo. What, like any of it? No. Cartoons? No. Film? No. Ride at Movie held World? Absolutely. Ride at Movie World? No, because I'm scared of rides. You're a so it held abs- it held absolutely no interest for I don't get the appeal of Scooby Doo in the slightest. We are gonna go into all this and more yeah. on our Scooby Doo special. <laughs> on which I guess we have to record like kinda soon. Yeah, and I, I don't know it. whether we can really encourage don't do it next it. week. We're running out of suburbs, so the more <laughs> deranged special suggested <laughs> to I'm, us. I'm happy to promise on this show right now that next week, Joe's on uni holidays. Yeah, um, I've got heaps. I'll be finishing work at two all oh, next great. week. So uh, Yeah, we'll do a Scooby Doo we'll special. Scooby-Doo I literally special. we're getting we're getting so desperate. I was like going through like my washing today and I noticed like a Noosa longboard shirt. Oh yeah. And like like, you know, a couple of like your TCs in year eleven wear that and I literally looked at it and I was like can we get half an hour out of this? Can we get a half hour special out of a Noosa longboard? Um, Answer's probably yes. Bit of a longer housekeeping today, but whatever. Um, someone who's actually just in the past uh, called us out for not giving her a shout out on the show, often as she thinks she deserves. Uh, so, friend of the show Rosa and Unpakistani. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show and Unpakistani of the Keener variety, uh, Georgia Huff, uh, got in touch when we were talking about William Jolly a few weeks back. On and, our, his, and his bridge, importantly his bridge. And on, on, on our Grange episode. Oh, that's right. Uh, turns out she's related oh. to William Jolly. Uh, I have here a text from, not, not often we get grandparents uh, involved in the pod, but no. a, a text from Grandma Huff that I'm assured was yep. actually written by Grandpa Huff uh, and sent from Grandma phone so i hope we're all, right hope we're all across the detail wait why is that do you not think women can write texts no i i think that <laughs> you know what yeah yeah double down because i never Old get texts women. from women so yeah. obviously, it's obviously <laughs> well, they, they just don't know how to text that's why yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see them a lot in person to a disproportionate amount to how they text me so the only mm. assumption can't wait for that the france unemployed podcast to call us out again yeah 100 boys club there's only again. two of us and we're both boys you're right <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Georgia. This is from Grandma or Grandpa. Uh, John Jolly, 18... (laughs) (laughs) Now listen to this. John Jolly, 1822 to 1903, married Jean Smith on the 22nd of August, 1844. They had 10 kids, one being William Jolly... 1847, future Lord Mayor. His brother Alexander, 1856, had 10 kids, one being Ethel, 1887 to 1955, who had three daughters, super grand being one. Aww. Now I wonder. Pretty if, cocky. Yeah. Um, super grand. So, like, does your grandma have powers? Yeah. She's like, I can the, shoot I mean, tea the, I from think my the wrists. Real, I think the real power is Jean Smith, who had 10 kids. Far out. Yeah. <laughs> Working well, overtime, child, Childbirth is the real superpower. Yeah. Women um, are real heroes. Mm. They just can't text. So, <laughs> so William Jolly is your, being George's, great, yeah. great grandmother's father's brother. Clear as mud? Funny. Funny. But I also so feel like when we were told this, my immediate reaction to George was like, oh, like, oh, cool. Like, 
do you know anything about him? She was like, oh, no. No, I didn't know. Like, we, there is, there, this story goes no further than the, one of the, you know, godfathers of Brisbane is related to someone who lives in Brisbane, which, not to mm. undercut it, I wish I was more surprised by that. True. But um, uh, it, maybe, uh, maybe William Jolly was like the 1800s Bernard Fanning, where, like, everyone knows someone who knows him. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, William Jolly. Yeah, he's um, my uncle's nephew. I went to, went to school with his brother, shit like that. I think I dated him for a bit. Yeah, dated him. Yeah, my mum actually took uh, William Jolly yeah. to the formal. His corpse, who was um, she wasn't very well liked at school. I uh, they thought really it was weird. all the rage at Somerville yeah. for a bit. Um, but uh, quickly before we dive into Graceville, yes, quick uh, Caxton Street Studios update, Joe. Yes, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a war playing out. There's uh, there's some tension in the backyard, Henry. Without going into it too much, uh, there were there was some quite raucous behaviour on Friday night. Yeah, uh, that probably won't happen again. Mm. Uh, call from the real estate agent. Yeah, call from the real estate agent, police showing up, whole nine yards. Now, for fears of anyone, you know, thinking, oh, the Caxton Street Studio is going to shut down, really positive conversations with the real estate agent. We're all white. Just remember that when the police Uh, We're we're all white and we're all young professionals. So, so the police were happy. We probably can't get in trouble. Um, And I had a great conversation with our neighbour, Nigel, and um, turns out he used to be a bouncer. And he literally goes to me, he goes, mate, I don't know, it just felt like uh, Friday night, a bunch of fucking spoiled GPS brats in the backyard. And I was like... Not wrong, Nige. You want to guess the school? And he goes, oh, Terrace. I'm like, yep, bang on, mate. That's, <laughs> that's absolutely spot on. Well done. But he didn't call the police and he didn't call the real estate agent. No, it's not Nige. Uh, but there is this bloke maybe a couple of doors down who seems to spend the entire day sitting on his patio, smoking rolled cigarettes, drinking black coffee and staring into our backyard. And what we believe is that he is one of the aforementioned night workers. Yeah. So what we have... Not unlike when we're focusing on Caxton Street, not unlike Game of Thrones, we're looking to the political battles of Caxton Street yeah. and you know negotiations with real estate agents yeah. and you know forming an alliance. Yeah, with you know, Nige you know the, sort of the Starks that are this house. You know, Nigel mm. the Lannisters, the real estate agent. You know, Joe being know. a little direwolf ghost, yeah. the little runt of the litter. <laughs> not Ned me, Stark. No, me, strong Rob. Jack being a caveman. <laughs> Jack being strong Rob. Jack being Sansa. So, yeah. Because Coming some, cool at the some, end. Oh, we, we could have some yappy little person be Aria. I'm not going to out someone as yappy on this podcast. Oh, but Hattie? Yeah, she, yeah. she could be a little, little terrier. Little Aria, there you go. Anyway, so we... Essentially, guys, we're in a bit yeah. of a... Uh, the, the real threat is brewing from our neighbours surrounding uh, yeah. the night workers uh, who, you know, they work at night, but during the day they build their strength. Uh, so they we do... By witnessing us. But we do believe we have Nige on our side. So Nige being... Uh, kind of the overseer, the, the Governor General of Well, Nigel, as it turns out, I had a long conversation with him. And how cool is this, listeners? This bloke has lived on Caxton Street in a number of different houses since he was 18. Yeah. He truly knows the heart and soul of Brisbane. He He's it. lived in Brisbane all his life, Caxton Street, since he was 18 years old. So when he warned me that, hey, mate, there's a couple of blokes who love to call complaints, he's had the police called on his kids because they were making too much noise. The night workers. The night workers are looking out for us constantly. So, And we think the night worker king is the particular guy guy who's calling the real estate and saying, ever since we moved in, we've been having parties till 4am and that like Friday was just particularly bad. Yeah. He said 4am every single night. I'm like, I'm sorry. I love a beer. I'm not staying up till 4am yeah. on a Wednesday to have kick-ons with who, like who two guys from church. Fucking Duran Duran. Like, fucking Duran. That's your go-to? Debaucherous band? Duran Duran? Let's talk about Graceville. Yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia. We're, we're, we're Pretty good Wikipedia, I, I must say, this week. Detailed. Let's get right into it. Uh, oh, do you want me to guess the population? I intend to uh, uh, No. Oh, 
Actually, yeah, I just haven't brought up the page. Oh, well, well, what I do want to say we'll come back quickly, to it. Henry, come back is no, no, about the page is um, it speaks to and it's detailed. I have a growing theory. The more old people with time on their hands that live in a suburb, the more detailed the page is. And we are going to get into the yeah, old And we'll get into that. But yeah, oh, okay, here we go. Got Henry, the, the suburb. Oh, I would have been well off on this. Mm, that's misleading. How big is it? Um, oh, I would say keep in mind yep. that Sherwood, Graceville and Chelmer run into each other and there's presumably mm. a lot of bleed between those suburbs. So but there's also sort expect. of two halves to it. 4,700. Very, very good. Am I back? He's back. He's back. 4,654. Oh, you're Very kidding. good. Very good. Oh, that's, you, I, I, I think that is... I would have guessed pretty good. so much less. Wow, I'm wow. really bad at guessing suburbs, and thank God you're as good as you are. Thanks, mate. Um, now, the suburb is centred on its railway station on the Ipswich railway line, uh, predominantly residential houses, generally being in our favoured Queenslander style. Gorgeous, stunning. Uh, main roads, Graceville, uh, Oxley Road, Graceville Avenue, and Honour Avenue. Honour! Honour Avenue, I think, is one of the more iconic streets in Brisbane. Couldn't agree. It really is the vein of privilege that runs throughout the West. And where the heroin going into that vein would be going <laughs> yeah, With our filthy jokes about movies and sex. Hey, where the needle going into the vein? The suburb yep. also has a number of parks, including Simpsons Playground, Graceville Memorial Park and Faulkner Park. Now, they mentioned that it's built on its own railway. It has its own railway station upon which the suburb is centred. Yeah. Judd. Henry, is there a suburb, maybe Cooparoo, but is there a suburb that has a more pronounced right side of the tracks, wrong side of the tracks than Graceville? This is the one thing I wanted to talk about with Graceville above all else. It is absurd. absurd. Oh yeah, we'll finish it 22 (laughs) minutes in. It is absurd that you can genuinely walk 10 metres across the train tracks and all of a sudden you feel like, not necessarily just working class, but you feel like in a sort of 70s conception of Brisbane, like it's a lot more mm. fibro shacks, you know, there's a couple of footy grounds, it's got this general sort of rough and tumble vibe. Mm. On Honour Avenue and near the river, on the other side of the tracks, it is glittering refurbished Queenslanders. Everyone's block of land is enough to have a 21st with 180 people and no complaints from the neighbours. Yeah, the contrast is stark to a to a Tony degree. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely like, yeah, and I mean, some of, as you said, some of the nicest houses you will see. I'm um, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure of the top 10 most expensive houses in, and don't quote me on this, in Brisbane, I think three of them are in Chelmer. Yeah, because that's Victoria Grace, like, Avenue, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Victoria Victoria bleeds into Graceville a bit. It, it, it really just has the most intense concentration of what strikes you as well. It's not even just the houses themselves, but like the businesses mm. that are on. Uh, uh, cards on the table. I used to work at um, Good Life in Graceville. I was a gym mm. receptionist, not a personal trainer. He was there to make everyone feel better. Genuinely, they'd walk in, I'd be eating a sausage roll and like a 7-Eleven <laughs> coffee at about 6am. I'd just throw a mouthful of food. I'd be like, morning, morning, Jane, looking fit. And they're like, I'm not doing um, that bad. But it always, like some of them I literally had, because it was a lot of basically just old people trying to be fit, coming to Good Life Graceful. Mm. A lot of them commented to me as they come in and like drop their keys off or whatever. They're like, huh, first and only time today I'll come to this side of the tracks. It's weird. I was like, mate, I don't even live here. I like live in Grange. Like I'm so, this is so lost on me. And a lot of people who wrote in were like, it's it's pronounced not only geographically in terms of the what each side of the tracks looks like, but culturally the people who live there really Definitely. seem to work at maintaining that 
you know, they talk about it as users. They talk about it all the time. They're oh, always yeah. like, oh, geez, this side of the tracks, I'd only pop over here because I like this particular coffee. Yeah, place, they or- have to like justify it to themselves to such an absurd degree. There's like mm. a Cafe 63 on the wrong side of the tracks, whereas on the right side of the tracks, there's like, you know, Miku, which is just, you know, oh, mm. it's a sushi place. Oh, how much? Oh, $28 for a sashimi roll. That's fine. And lick gelato. And lick gelato, which admittedly, divine. It's phenomenally good ice cream. I never crave gelato. No, I've never craved I crave gelato. ice cream. I crave vanilla. I crave vanilla ice cream, mm. and that's about it. I've never a lemon sorbet. One spoon, great. Two spoons, great. Three spoon. It's eating my mouth back. It's like yeah. a zuper duper. Want to know more. how I got these scars? Lemon sorbet. And, and lick is good, but it is also like it's a gross name. Terrible name. Yeah, it's like, like calling lick. a burger place chew. Chew. Uh, is there a chew? Well, it's chow. 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 Go into a bar. Oh, what's it? What do you call? Oh, drink. Yeah, drink. Yeah, drink. Now a verb. Oh, slurp. Suckle. Suckle. I'd go to a I'd go to a pork place called Suckle because like suckling oh, pig. Oh, nice. Um, but it would be spelt like subtle. I go to a pork place called New Pork City in That's the state funny. of New Pork. That's the full title. That's funny. New Pork Governor <laughs> Andrew Calmo, and they do pork. Uh, and oh, beef. and and beef, yeah. but there's no chicken. No, because the only chicken in America is the president. <gasps> Twisties <laughs> and cheese. I hate that Cheeto man. Why don't we just eat his chips with our dip? <laughs> but yeah, so there's these such predominant, mm. um, you know, class. Tra- Graceville's actually, I think, for a kind of just random Western suburb, it's quite a good microcosm of what presumably the old Brisbane would have looked like and what oh. the new Brisbane, quite new money, let's have a bigger state near the river mm. with, you know, very nice things. Let's have a salad place. Let's have a, oh, okay, we'll only have one Brumbies and we'll sort of keep it under wraps type place. Very true. And to, and talking of the railway station, mate, the Wikipedia says the suburb takes its name from its railway station, which in turn was named on 4th of February, 1875, by the Queensland Railways Department after Grace Grimes, the daughter of Samuel Grimes. Um, there you go. But, okay. uh, Sammy G, bit, Sammy bit G. greedy. So wait, so this is the Queensland Railways Department. Who was who was Samuel Grimes? He must have been somewhat quasi-significant I'm, I'm in the... And this know. is, Henry, stuff like this is what Hang I think on, people was, talk about when I they got say... we white photo. Well, pe- when people say we're uninformed, I think they're talking about this. But I, to me, it's more fun to not know who Samuel Grimes is. He was a politician. He they always a, are. He was just a politician and they Bro, were like, imagine, his daughter's all right. Imagine starting like a new colony or a new state or anything. If you oh, are the mate. first fucking like, oh, minister for but fuck nowhere, mm. you will have 19 different things named after you. Mm. You know, I'm sure if you were, oh, someone gets elected to be prime minister for the next 20 years in Australia, they'll get like one playground named after them. 100%. If you licked a post-it note and stuck it on a wall that said Queensland in like 1876, mm. it's like, well, we've got to go to war in his name. If you lick the a battalion or something, and st- you got it named after. Yeah, it'd be insane if Lick was named after Jeff Lick, who spent his whole life trying to change his name, start um, a guitar shop. <laughs> yeah, Grace. Gra- well, yeah, it is Graceville after Grace Grimes. It'd be Henryville or Joville. Joville. That'd be sick. Yeah, that sounds like Popu- sounds like a population sex. Yeah, Joville. It sounds like a really shit threat, like at a pub if you want to fight someone. Like, careful, bro. We can step outside, but fair warning, you're gonna be in Joville. Or got like a world of hurt in like Joville. I was like, yeah. Let me just say this: she got a one-way ticket to Henryville last <laughs> night. No return. Yeah, we went past Poundtown on the way. Got some gelato. Didn't stay there long, unfortunately. It is annoying that the border restrictions have stopped people coming to Henry and Joville yeah, and we've had annoyingly new cases in Joville last yeah week. definitely and, and, and you know some irresponsible home. people in Joville mm. uh, who are really making things worth because people are 
crying out to get to Henryville and Joville. 100%. They're lining up at the borders. They must be. Oh, I haven't heard anything from them, but they must be. They are, I can only assume. They are, brother. Now, uh, yeah, there you go. So, Grace Grimes, who, of course, is now- Grimes as well. Married to Elon and named their baby um, Laptop Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 1879, yeah. the local government area of Yorongpili Division was created. In 1891, parts of Yorongpili Division were- uh, excised to create Sherwood Division, becoming oh, it became a Shire in nineteen oh three, which contained the suburb of Graceville. So in nineteen twenty five, the Shire of Sherwood was amalgamated into the city of Brisbane. Oh my God! Samuel, Samuel Grimes is here. Samwise Grimes, how good of Gandalf! I am not late. A member of the Queensland Legislative Assembly arrives precisely when he intends to. Gandalf, lick doesn't taste the same anymore after I went to Mount Doom. What was that, Friday? Oh, to Wong Shopping Centre. <laughs> <laughs> so come sit on my lap, little hobbits. I genuinely think... In, in a, in what was that, mate? What was that? <laughs> Sorry, Gandalf. I genuinely think for people who are on the right side of the tracks of Graceville, to them, Mount Doom is literally just like 20 metres to their right going down <laughs> on a avenue. They're like, oh, yeah, I didn't go to the dark place, being like where their friend probably lives. But if they had eagles, they could have oh, flown. No, they could, yeah, but you know what? They fucking didn't, and we're all the better for it. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is a great story. Christ the King Catholic Primary School opened on the 25th of January 1937 with an initial 60 students with four presentations as teachers. <laughs> Nowadays, we just use PowerPoints. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Yeah. Tickets on sale. Uh, Do you know how many nuns <laughs> lost their job when Microsoft PowerPoint came out? <laughs> <laughs> All the presentations just were like, but we like holding this stuff up. And no. then, the, then this weird subset of Prezi sisters who had like fucked transitions <laughs> where one of them would come out of another nun's habit and they'd be like, wow, Sister Act 2 back in the Prezi. Come Blur. on. Yeah. Surprise. Bill Gates put so many nuns out of work. He's like, presentation <laughs> sisters, here's one for your PowerPoint. I'm going to go to Jeff's Island Next and question. have yeah. sex with a child. <laughs> um, what? So, never mind. Uh, Christ <laughs> the King. Weird name. I reckon that's a weird name for a primary school. Like, I know there's always Our Lady and St. Peter and Paul's and, uh, you know, this and that, but I think Christ the King is so on the nose. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Christ the King! The King! <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely does have that vibe. Like, I feel like that's so much... Yeah, like naming conventions of religious schools seem to be like, well, we can't name it about the most important thing. Mm. It's like when uh, like Mormons, like the Church of Jesus Christ, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty bold. Yeah, yeah, Because as soon as you call your school Christ the King Primary School, you're sort of saying, oh, what, St. Joseph's? Yeah, what the fuck did he do? It's probably also we call it Christ the King. We're the best Christians in the game. We're good at it. It's probably a lot of it because of the way we deploy King. Like, legit. <laughs> you see Jack put those schooners away last night. King. Like, Christ the, Christ the King always seems a bit too jovial with Jesus. Like, see Jack put away those power wings last night. King. We have a lot of razor stuff at this house. Christ the King. It's almost like the, it's like if you had a school that's like, fuck yeah, Jesus primary. <laughs> Jesus fucking legend right, of a Jesus, bloke. What a legend. It's also got the tone of like, um, you know, like say, you know, say your mate Jesus, your mate Christ has a massive night on Friday, doesn't yeah. answer his phone. Saturday But on brunch Sunday oh, morning He walks he in He walks here in he goes, Here he is Christ the king What happened to you I died We bloody know you did legend Awesome Well Unpacking Brisbane Can proudly announce We're starting a school Called Jesus Drinks Beers Primary yeah, Jesus, uh, Jesus drinks four beers Every night And when he goes big He goes long and hard He has one or two Primary. Dinner Yeah uh, He has red wines now He's growing up it's his of- own blood <laughs> Weird <laughs> Alright that'll do One of one of Graceville's most recognisable landmarks is the Graceville Uniting Church. Is it? 
I don't know about that. I don't agree with that in the slightest. The church was completed in 1930 and designed and built by local contractor Walter Taylor. Yeah, I love this guy. He was responsible for many local landmarks, including the Walter Taylor Bridge, mm. which was named after him. It's a throwback Incredible. to where the fat man got trapped. Oh, very true. Walter Taylor, the man who was diagnosed with cancer and had to start building bridges mm. to pay for his family's <laughs> bills and... Uh, What's the what's the breaking bad like Bridging Vince, bad. Vince Gilligan or someone like sees that and he's like, There's something there. What's his name? Um Vince Gilligan. Oh it is Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. That sounds too stupid a name to have made one of the best shows in history. Vince Gilligan wrote uh, yeah, he was the showrunner That's of good. Breaking Bad. Of, and Bridging Bad is Do you, you know what he also wrote? What? Hancock. You get the Will that Smith Will Smith movie. superhero really? movie, yeah, man. Imagine making Hancock. You know, it didn't do very well. You're like, fuck. Maybe there isn't appetite for superhero movies. Ten years later, you're looking at the nineteenth Marvel thing in one year, and you're just like, fuck me. We were off by <laughs> we, we maybe missed, five. We years. missed jovial, light-hearted superhero Death movies. So set. close. Here's one. Make it sound not like wanking. <laughs> well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. And it's time, Henry, to talk about contemporary Graceville. And there is a debate, there's a division at the heart of this suburb, the age. And this came up when we told people what we were going to do this week, and I think it's really important to get this out of the way now. Is it an old suburb or is it a young suburb? Yeah, so we, we did have a friend of the show in Keenan, Pakistani Katie Anderson, say to us, it's where old people go to die. But I would challenge that. I think it's where old people go to live. 100%. They run the fucking place. Yeah. It, I, I don't think... You, you were the one who thought it was a little bit young tilted, wasn't it? I think, I think it's... I think you only ever live there if you're, like, living with your family. But I think there mm. are a lot of runaway, somewhat wealthy kids who don't have a lot of rules applied to them. So, I think that gives it a young flavour. Okay. Because you see, you know... You're not talking share houses. No, no, God, no. But you're seeing nine-year-olds going to lick mm. because their parents were, you know, you know, had a bit too much to drink last night and haven't woken up since 1pm type mm. thing. Mm. Um, but certainly it, it, where old people go to die implies a sort of retirement village aspect. Yeah. Graceful is where old people go to literally live their best life. Oh, like, it's where they have their golden years. Genuine. And particularly my experience as a gym receptionist in Graceful, they are all, you know, getting the world's fittest and best looking PTs mm. to stretch them out, do aerobics. To just They're having two or three more years at the end so that our genuinely. healthcare system can be drained yeah. and we can be sent inside for four months to 100%. And they're, and they're trying to fuck Love over the their... Love Love old people. Though. They're trying to fuck over their kids and their wills by spending as much as they can on everything they can at the gyms. But it's Here's just... for your grandma. Sell your cab licence before Uber <laughs> gets invented next time. But it's Jesus. just one of those... It's one of those suburbs. And you know how my metric to, to, for defining how old a suburb is? Mm. 11.30am at a cafe. How many people are sitting down and having a coffee? Mm. If you're a young person, if you're a working person or you're at uni, you're generally not going to be at a cafe at 11, 11.30am. You've got to be at work. You've got to be mm. somewhere. You're doing something. You're doing something... Whereas if you're old, you get up, you do your morning activities, maybe you go for the gym, maybe you go for a walk, and then what do you do? You get together with the girlfriends, you're all 72, 11.30am, you go to the cafe. Well, you know what you also might do? I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Regal Twin was something we got told a lot about. Oh, you're so going to go to the Regal is, Twin. This is what is just one of the strangest cinemas in Brisbane, but... It is inundated by old people. I've been told by reliable sources many a time that if you're like going to go see them, say it's SWATVAC or holidays or whatever, and you're, you're not working during the day, people you know of our age have gone to the Regal Twin. This very old traditional cinema um, yeah. pointed out that it has implied like implied by the name, just the idea, just the kind of place that'd be playing like the best exotic marigold yeah. hotel or like something's got to give with yeah. Diane Keaton. 
It's weird that old people will only watch, really watch movies about other old people. Mm. Like, I'm ha- I don't want to watch movies about 20-year-olds. I'm able to watch, like, Jason Bourne. I assume he's at least 30. But old people are like, oh, no, I want to know about Jack Nicholson's erectile dysfunction <laughs> and Diane Keaton's menopause or else I'm not sitting in Regal Twin with a box of Chico babies. Mm. Now banned. <laughs> yes. Redskins. Yeah. Also banned. <laughs> um, not anymore. But, yeah, apparently if you go to a, like, 10 a.m. screening on a weekday, um, like... Don't expect to be hearing a line of dialogue from the film. Like, because it is apparently just completely full, chattering. Who's that? Oh, oh, oh is hello, that- bo- hello, Boris. Is that Greg? No, it's Ian McKellen. Like, oh, that- why would your friend Greg be on the screen? Is that Janine's grandson? No, it's Steve Buscemi. And you've got to feel for the grandson because he's been mistaken for a very ugly actor. Uh, do I hate to cut you off? I'm so sorry. Um, Jean Buscemi is actually the oh, you're kidding. Her grandson, Steve. Oh, he, it is. He made it. As oh. a, he's in, because he knew the Cohen brothers at school. Oh, they right. went to Christ <laughs> the King. So when everyone's inexplicably watching Con Air at the hmm. Regal Twin <laughs> Cinema, Steve Buscemi's great turn as a pedophile and that gets a bit of credit. Exactly. That's great. Great movie. So Gene Buscemi, we apologise to you. But yeah, um, apparently as well, like a lot of aggression from the olds if you sit Basically, anywhere near their eye line. Yeah. Um, they're like, and we're not just talking the seat in front of you tall. We're talking like five or six seats in front of any of the old people. You'll get, you'll be a target mm. for the aggressive whisper. fucking <laughs> shit! And then, and they'll, and then they will give you coronavirus. Oh well, in my mind as well on the corona, Henry. From all we've heard about the Regal Twin from so many reliable sources, you know, six mm. or seven people. Um, it strikes me that it's the kind of thing where you know you walk in there and you'd be like, oh, oh, great, lots of social distancing, no one's sitting near each other, mm. and they just be. Like, Oh, what's coronavirus? Yeah. Oh, we just can't be remotely near each other. Oh, we just don't want to see each other. Yeah, I reckon. But we'll yell across. You know where the easiest metric to decide whether or not Graceful's an old suburb is? Mm. Just give it a whiff. Give it a smell. Yeah, There's an old people smell, mm. and we got to drive to Graceville and figure out if it's there. Yeah, I reckon we could, we could 100%. smell. 100%. Or look at the, the Rona stats, maybe. Um, argument yeah, for the youngs. Argument for it having a young tilt was sent yeah. in by a friend of the show and keen on Pakistani, James Brannigan, uh, who said, uh, Graceville State School fate is usually an absolute scene. As we were finding as a theme with a lot of uh, school heavy, especially yeah. primary school heavy suburbs, uh, the parents basically go down to you know check out the fate. Anyway, they're sloshed yeah. at midnight. James Squire, Peroni, and Stone and Wood. Mate, Your I've, dad is fucking dead. I've never seen adults put away alcohol like they do at the live music bar section of a school fate. It's, it is just and like that weird mental shift when you're young, being like, "This is where I learn sos." Why is my dad dancing on a table to April Sun Literally. in Cuba? Why has my dad bought one nice shirt from Maya for $38 and he's getting all the use out of it he can? Why is so Ter- I was only 19. Yeah, why is Terry <laughs> shredding the bass and absolutely getting around it as the lead singer says the F-word verse from Money for Nothing? <laughs> just- why are they doing Killing in the Name by Rage Against... <laughs> why is Dad saying, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me? But I think He's like, fuck you, you won't, I won't do what you tell me to you. Fuck you, yeah. you will do what I like, I Dad, tell you. Dad, can we go home? And he's like, no, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me But I definitely think There's that thing And to be honest Here's my thesis With Graceville Oh shit It's where old people Run wild But it's also where Young people run wild Apparently I think the people Who lose out Are the middle aged uh, people The mums and dads Well that that feeds in well Because like Apparently the game Of Spotlight At the Graceville State School Fair Almost like Roamed the suburb Like people are leaving The school This is from James Saying that like It was Mate How good was Spotlight Spotlight, incredible game. Because it takes hide and seek to that next level because the the seeker has a weapon. Yep. Being the torch. Got the light. But also the hiders have a weapon being the dark. They're cloaked by the night. And also like there's something... They're cloaked by the night. I'm not going to say sexy, but there's something a little (laughs) bit... (laughs) Oh, I'm... 
Yeah, like that was sneak, something that's so dangerous. Like, like being like, come on, that person's gonna find it. There's come a lot of come on, let's hide and together let's, and let's kiss. I wish they'll find us. I wish kiss. we played Spotlight more as an adult because it'd be the easiest play in the world to be like, oh, let's hide together. Yeah, let's and then it. while you're hiding together in the dark, you have a patch. It'd be sick if we like went to like the valley when it reopened yes. and just like got Energex to turn the power off and we were like, Spotlight, Spotlight massive let's Br- rock. Brisbane game of Spotlight. I mean, just like being on the run is Spotlight. Let's just yeah, let's try yeah, across the true, US yeah. border. Spotlight is uh, yeah. Like like non-police authority based being mm. hunted. Yeah, but so, so, so we're just looking at the news being like, God, Minneapolis is having a great <laughs> game of Spotlight tonight. It must be the Olympics. <laughs> wow, that's really incredible that, I mean, a lot of the Spotlight players are breaking windows. I don't know if that's in the rules, but hey, America mm. plays it differently. Yeah, that's how you do oh, it. I love that. But yeah. Would I, it be good? This, this could be a cool like radio show promotion. Um, spotlight, as in the fabric store, yep. come to you, and there, and you do a live broadcast from a spotlight at night. Oh, you're playing and, spotlight, and then lights are off, and you play like a big celebrity game of spotlight in a spotlight. Oh, it doesn't and even have to be a celebrity. Gets a meter of cloth. Yeah, you know. So I bought some cloth from Spotlight the other day. It's sitting in a corner of my room. Oh hell so yeah! So you assume all they have to do because I'm making chairs. You assume all they have to do. <laughs> don't you, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Are. I'm making milk crate chairs. It's awesome. You've already mm. sat on one. It's comfortable. Uh, so what they do is, you know, they, they you know, you give them oh have two meters or whatever you assume they just go out the back and cut the cloth right mm. i ordered it. it took five weeks to come said it was in stock but no one could find a pair of scissors no. for five weeks at spotlight and just send me some cloth so by the time it came you know me if my motivation is mm. gone in a week it's never coming back yeah so now i just have the cloth in my room well maybe they just got demotivated from from getting it for you maybe True. you and the spotlight worker are cut from the same cloth yeah <laughs> thank you thank you we'll use it as the world's worst ever present for our live show to answer this question right, you get Joe's cloth. Joe, I want to talk about brunch. <laughs> I want to have brunch. Where actually, I haven't eaten a lot today, so now I'm just thinking about an eggs. I. I had a bit of leftover stir fry for lunch, and I eggs, eggs, Benny, eggs, eggs. Yeah, the I saw them at the docks. <laughs> <laughs> um, eggs, Benny. Yeah. Uh, so, as many many people said to us, the, yeah, the concentration of cafes in Graceville is laughable. That shit it, insane. There was like 12 within walking distance of each other. It's it's to the point where it's like they're overlapping to the extent that if you're in an outside table at a brunch, very hard <laughs> to know where the weight is actually going to come from. They just lead into each other so naturally that it's, remember, it's almost just one big cafe. Do you remember when Hunter and Scout opened? That's on mm. Honor Avenue. That is genuinely the case with them and Three Girls Skipping because I thought I had a table for Three Girls Skipping but then a lady from Hunter and Scout came up to me and said, your table's ready. And I was like, oh. They're like, oh, sorry, it's fine. It's shuffle day. They're like, sorry, the scout's here, but not the hunter. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I must mm. be in Petri Terrace. No, it's confusing. Well, that's confusing because yeah. there's a scout at Petri Terrace, but hunter and scout in Graceville. And I'm sure- Does hunter have his own I was solo say, career? You know, hunter- Well, he's got the collectors. It's like how like Garfunkel and Paul Simon, yeah. you know, they have their own yeah. careers separately. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't name you a solo art Garfunkel song. Bright Eyes. Oh, yeah, true. Well, I could name you one. What is it? Well, uh, no, that's the only one I could name. Oh, it was Bright Eyes, right? Oh, um- Perfume. What? Could, could be the name of an Ark Uncle song. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> could be. Shot in the dark. Anyway. Someone fact check this. Well, the solo career of Hunter uh, uh, is but yeah, but, much but, more comparable to Garfunkel, whereas Scout, being its own cafe at Petri Terrace, is more of the pool song. 100%. Now, yeah. Henry, two limbs to my inquiry as to the branches. First one, do you think part of the reason it strikes you as so weird is it's not like West End and like Paddington, where obviously there's a lot of cafes, but there's also a lot of like normal restaurants, bars, general mm. hospitality things happening vibe. I think it's particularly weird and graceful because like there's no bars, mm. like there's, you know, grocers, there's bakeries, but seemingly, if you want to sit down meal in Graceful, you are basically, it's break or bust. Yeah. 
Um, I could agree. You're never going to Graceville for lunch or dinner. No, 100%. It's also not even Linna. No, I wouldn't even go for Linna. I also think the other thing is, do you think the cafes are good? Yeah, for the for the most part. I think Three Girls Skipping is very overrated. Here's what I'll say about Three Girls Skipping. We we went there quite often when, um, like, after review parties or, like, That's just true. by being in... General the, West When side. Katie and Joy lived in St. Lucia. Oh, true. Um, and we'd go to Three Girls Skipping. They don't... They might have changed this. They don't do Eggs Benny on the weekend. Ah. Which you'd think would be the time most suitable to an Eggs Benny. Yeah. Because I don't think, you know, someone having a quick brekkie before work is... I'm not going to get more of a bacon egg. Benny. Yeah, mate. mate I, if you're at a cafe during the week, bacon and egg roll, bowl of muesli, toast. There you go. Wait, that's your, that's your fucking it. menu. There's your like, breakfast. yeah, genuinely. Mate, yeah, I couldn't understand it. Like, what, why is it a... Is it a function of being too difficult to make? Because I don't well, think it would take... It doesn't take any longer. I guess Hollandaise... Well, one of the cafes... No, Hollandaise doesn't take long at all. Hmm. Hollandaise is really, really quick sauce to make. It's just technically hard. Um... Well, on the literally last weekend, that mm. cafe in Caloundra, that was like, oh, we don't do fried eggs until after eleven because you you, you can't. Caitlin told us you can't pre-fry an egg, so mm. it's just something that inherently has to be done live. But that's like, gross. I want all my eggs live. This is my thing as well. Caitlin was like, oh, it's a really normal practice. Now make the egg fresh. Right. I don't care what egg I've ordered, whether it's like I'm sorry, I've made scrambled eggs at home. Yeah, it takes like. Two minutes, if that. And their pan would egg. already be hot. Yeah, a fried egg takes, like, literally two minutes. I wonder where this poached egg thing just comes from, like, sheer laziness of three girls skipping because they're thinking, well, if we're inundated... Admittedly, a poached egg is by far and away the hardest one to make. Mm. So maybe they're thinking our system's just going to be so slow if we're spending the entire weekend poaching eggs. I don't know that. Like, I feel... I, maybe from memory, there were still poached eggs on other dishes. I don't know. I, I oh, do think three girls skipping is very, very good. Uh, see, and oh, I think I've been very flexible with big review after parties. True. And putting a lot of tables My together. Issue, They're pretty flexible. Portion size. Okay. Atrocious. Really? I got... One too, of the all-time great muesli rip-offs in, like, a <laughs> tiny little... And I know it's weird that I'll go to a nice cafe on the weekend and get, like, the muesli or the granola. And oh, don't forget your piece of white toast. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, I saw some... Of, well, Caitlin did that order on the weekend. I couldn't be prouder. It's the mm. classic flat white granola piece of white bread toast with butter. Mm. Easy as you like. Good job. But I just got... I think I would have paid about 24 bucks for that at Three Girls Skipping, and it was just pitiful. Jeez. But... Three Girls I think skipping out on giving you a full size I think the opposite cafe to uh, Rip-Offs Henry... Cafe that sometimes takes it a bit too far. Mm. Goodness gracious. Big portions. There are some obnoxiously big portions there. Bit of the burger urge energy of like, we're just going to do a couple of dishes where we'll put anything together mm. and you're going to be impressed by the sheer volume of bacon party pies. I had bacon lamb shank and yeah. like a watercress roll there once. It was bizarre. No, it was I delicious. Think, I, had a, I had a bacon thick shake there. What? I'm pretty sure they do like a taste in Blumenthal. Yeah, legit. I'm pretty sure they do like a... A savoury thick shake that is like bacon flavoured. That's bizarre. I think it was good. Remember, it, it was it was more just like chocolate. Is it, like I was going to say, is it, is it bacon flavoured in the way that like a strawberry milkshake, like you know, it's not actually strawberry. Like there's yeah. a distinct flavour. I guess the yeah. bacon flavour is salt. Well, it was just a salt much, yeah. and salt in a milkshake is well Phenomenal. litigated to be great. Salted caramel, absolutely divine. It, that that's what it had. It had a salted caramel bend to it. Okay, that's fun though. I, I think that's kind of funky. Yeah. 
Now, yeah. can a Jewish person have a bacon thick <laughs> This is my... Because is there real bacon? If it was bacon extract or the flavouring of bacon, could all of our Jewish listeners could enjoy our, Could our many, many Jewish Could our listeners. kosher brothers and sisters who write in every week asking mm. us to talk about bacon... Because when we uh, do the Passover special, Life from Goodness <laughs> Gracious, I want to know that our Jewish brothers and sisters uh, can help themselves to a bacon milkshake. Yeah. We've got uh, Patrick Carrigan on the show today for the Passover special. Patty, how do you pass over a footy... That's what, what's that what you think <laughs> Yeah, Passover, the Jewish holiday that celebrates rugby union. Yeah, yeah. Where you pass when, over when, the when the Israelites played Egypt and uh, in a game of rugby union and won their freedom. Moses played scrum half, scored a great try from the ruck. And then, of course, Christ. <laughs> The king in the corner, Christ, Christ, he's over. They've won their freedom. Well, they wouldn't. Well, if, well the Jewish religion would be calling him Christ the poser. Oh, true. I don't Cr- think he was Christ the, the fake. He's sort of like maybe like a Mitchell Pierce or an Andrew Johns. Like he's a bit overrated, Christ oh, the king. Oh, Christ. <laughs> the- Wally, Wally, the king, primary school. <laughs> I, um, I was at Goodness Gracious recently for work because uh, I was doing that uh, JobKeeper segment. Oh, right, on, for a second, uh, I was like... You don't work at a cafe. <laughs> yeah, I was in there working. I was there for my uh, yeah. for Nova. Uh, we were giving out free coffees. Very, uh, you know, for first day of winter, warming awesome. people up. It was a sort of people go in, and Nova will give you your uh, your, your coffee for free. And I was there, um, and the uh, the the girl working at the counter was um, like. Like very very uh, beautiful girl, yeah. And I was like, oh, and, and I was there with work, Aww. and I was like, oh, oh, it'd be nice to try and get contact details. But I, I don't know. I like kind of got, I guess, nervous about asking. But, but also, this would have been you don't have the benefit of the COVID era now, where everyone just has to write down their contact details on a bit of paper. No, which, which is, I'm still under the impression is the only reason waiters keep asking us for our details. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> government regulations, and we're like, yeah, we're yeah it's like, yeah, you probably up. heard yeah, how yeah. we we sold out twenty tickets at Fritzenberger, <laughs> so yeah, you probably. Do you want our number, lovey? Also, yeah, yeah, I bet. Okay, and what do you need me to sign in my address for that reason as well? <laughs> you assume okay. you assume writing your name is signing an autograph, and they're like, "Sir, this just looks ridiculous. You've written JD in the world's biggest letters." It was weird when the Caxton Street Hotel gave us uh, the form, and I just wrote, "Follow your dreams." <laughs> yeah. who, who am I making this out to? They're like, like, "Um, the government." The government. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Uh, Caxton Street Studios. Yeah, that's not a real address. <laughs> I'm like, we're not giving it out. We have stalkers. It is funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> Is the idea of someone just walking around with the best self-esteem of their life because they just think waitresses <laughs> have been asking them for their number or it's both uh, it's both the Spider-Man three scene and also the Five Hundred Days of Summer Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> you got out of my behind. I was like, oh, what is it, Henry? You look you're glowing today. I just <laughs> gave my address to a waitress. <laughs> She's probably going to be around soon, boys. Clean up the house. Jack scooters away. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, King. Put those scooters Come on, away, King. Oh, razor wings, power sticks away. But yeah, I was there and. Um, so, but I was like, because we were doing it for Nova, I was like, oh, well, we need, um, we were putting up a lot of stuff on our Instagram. So I was like, oh, um, just in case we end up uploading oh, any photos of you guys awesome. to the Nova account, can I just get your yeah. private Instagram handles and all the staff walk out? I was like, don't worry, chefs. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, Heston. Don't need you and your your egg smoothie. That's fine. I'll just we really have... just need the main cashier. It's really maybe of, uh, one or two handle. baristas, eeny, meeny, miny, you, lovey. Yeah, but anyway, followed her. Yeah. And just didn't get the Followed phone. her where? <laughs> creep. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Cancel. But don't no, get a creep. A fo- I'm a weirdo. Didn't get a follow back. Are you kidding? Yeah. I had that with, uh, with everyone. Her. Yeah, I had that with everyone. No, no, no. A uh, girl who works at a camera shop who oh, recognized she didn't follow me. Back. No, didn't follow me back. Now, it's a public account. So, my thing when people have public well, this, accounts. So is, was the girl from I think Goodness when people gracious. have public accounts, because you don't have to check the request. This is the saddest conversation. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think because you don't have to check the request, maybe they're not looking at who's followed them, and that's why I didn't get followed back by the pretty I, girl who works at the camera shop. I think we both followed people with public accounts, and didn't, and that's yeah, why, and yeah. they didn't follow us back. But maybe they'll, I mean, I know they don't listen to the show because this camera shop woman was like, "Oh, you were in that band, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do a podcast now." And she's like. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that must be fun, man. How many photos do you want? <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm. But it was I, the love actually scene where, of course, when she printed the photo, she was like, "These, these are all of me. <laughs> I actually look quite pretty. I look quite good here. Thanks, man. What's that? Point and shoot. Love it. Films back, baby. I'm married, but I'll kiss you in the street. <laughs> yeah, I'd be pretty offered if I was the um. Uh, <laughs> I can't was, pronounce its name. Shevatel um, Ijefor. No, I was going to say the Twelve Years a Slave guy, but yeah. That, no, well, he, bit, yeah. Yeah, she I mean, he was. She would tell Ezra for he, Kira Knightley's husband in it. If if I was I'd married to someone, miffed. Henry, and you fell in love with her, and she was like, "Oh, I kissed Henry because he confessed his love to me," I'd be like, "Oh, that's weird." Mate, also, if, I'd rather you just mate, tell if me. Everyone, like, that'd be a lot less weird. Mate, if everyone who I confess my love to kiss me, I've kissed like six people. I'd be kissing like one or two people. I'd be kissing. I like play the cards close game. to the check. Yeah. Go on a spotlight Fabric Fabric Smooch My first Smooch. kiss Smooch <laughs> My first kiss went a little like this He's gonna find us with the torch <laughs> My first kiss, kiss went a little like this Can we just have your details before you <laughs> Bring it in like Oh no now I'm banned from the paddo Dating with the fellas Fruit shop um, the what, fruit what, shop at Graceville. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Hey, Macklemore, can we go fruit, fruit shopping? shopping? <laughs> I'm gonna get some pears. Walking to the fruit shop, like, what up? I got a big cock. Oh, it's a banana. Oh, it's a banana. <laughs> but it's a, or a cucumber, another classic penis looking uh, fruit or vegetable. What does your dick look more like, a banana or a cucumber? <laughs> uh, carrot. Sort of funnels, sort of narrows at the end. Mine's a pineapple. Yeah. Ouchie. Mine's Chinese, uh, those little Chinese. <laughs> Corn you get in uh, like a really nice stir fry. Mine's the stem of a grape. It's just going in all directions. Mine's fennel, just a massive bulb and then a very thin rod. <laughs> this could go for days, Brisbane. Tune in. Um, okay, uh, but the, the fruit shop, Superior Fruit. Weird name. Deranged name. It's it's got fucking Nazi vibes. True. We are superior fruit. Well, also, because they would probably like be like, oh, we selectively breed our fruit. I'm like, what? Like this tomato was a bit discoloured, so you're like, oh, mm. is. I'm not going to say it, mm. but it's just worth observing. I'm not going to make the joke. Mm. It's worth observing that when people are like preparing fruit and, you know, genetically modifying it, they, they spray a gas on it. It's worth noting. It's worth noting. It's, it's worth noting as a, like, insecticides and pesticides. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very nice. Now, I'll put it out there. I've had some delicious meals from Superior Fruit because they do these little, um, like, prepackaged, like, pasta salads oh. type things, like potato salads. Like, they do. Yum. They also oh, it, d- do, it, like, pancetta. Like, it's an amazing fucking We will place. knock the name as being a little bit elitist and, yeah, having strange, uh, like, vibes in terms yeah. of the history of the word superior. Um, terrible, terrible history. Terrible history. But... It, it is superior Fantastic. fruit Mate if I it was really If I was like fruit. Making a nice dinner For like six people I would stock up From superior fruit Like there is mm. Fucking quality stuff there You've never had a dud grape What, what do you know, Are you making Fruit salad For your mates for dinner uh, What do you yeah, like yeah, Shit yeah, up my mates Coming over for a dinner party Better go to the fruit shop Yeah me Yeah Greg Murray Anthony and Jeff Are coming around for dinner <laughs> So inevitably They're coming in their big red car Yeah I was going to say They're carpooling yeah. And one of them was like Oh oh we brought you um, Something for dinner Is it a hot potato Yeah it's a hot potato <laughs> Here you go Catch 
Fucking idiots. Holy fuck, them. we're being attacked <laughs> by a dog. Oh, that's the plus one. It's Dorothy. Oh, sorry, it's Dorothy. It's Dorothy. Did, um, I, did I make up in my mind? Did any of the Wiggles date Dorothy? In my mind, uh, the red... <laughs> was, there was, a, was it Murray? Was, was, there the an, was there like a weird bestiality subplot? I thought there was sexual tension with Dorothy the dinosaur. Mm. That was my. Um, that was the scene that they deleted from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah. Well, the worst part when you have the Wiggles over for dinner is someone busts in your front door, a bit of, I am to Captain now. <laughs> oh, Captain Feathersword, how are you? It's weird, that. Swords yeah. made of feathers, is it? Oh, that's not very threatening. The end that of gun's pretty weird, still though. still very, very sharp. Still very ticklish, though. And you're ticklish, Henry. I am. You are. Everyone tickle him during his stand-up show. Especially on my side. Ruin your night. Yeah, you are. Um, but there was, apparently there was a sign that got a bit of media coverage outside Superior Fruit that was yeah. like, no cash or avocado kept on premises. Oh, God. So I think it was during the whole... If millennials can't buy a house. Yeah, if, you're, if, you wanna, if you want to know what's happening in the right side of the tracks and the wrong side of the tracks, yeah. uh, no avos on the premises is very right side of <laughs> yeah, the tracks. 100%. <laughs> um, so that's Superior Fruit. Now, um, there was... Talk that there is a Facebook group. Uh, oh. and, you know, every suburb has these uh, big Facebook group where they uh, you know talk about the goings on yeah. of the suburb. Um, and this really speaks to olds. Olds mm. do nothing all day but complain and analyse what's going on in their suburb. Hundred percent. If their coffee's too hot, you will hear about it for like weeks. Oh god, yeah. Fuck. Shut up. Don't you dare go for a franking credit. Um, <laughs> so their face. This Facebook group uh, we've been told is notorious, and apparently it's got a big vigilante scene um, and uh, James Keenan Pakistani was telling us that um, literally so much as a police car driving through the area in Graceville is enough to make the entire Facebook group blow up <laughs> it's like so to the extent of I oh there's it, seeing a police car does not mean there's a crime no well, apart from the one apart, apart from, from the, the crime driving of, it apart from the I didn't know pigs knew how to drive thought we defunded oink, you oink, bacon thick shake there's cops in it <laughs> Goodness gracious and killing cops Cutting they, them up they, And putting they them they in do thick it, shanks They literally do an orc You heard it here first You heard it here first uh, Follow me back that? And I'll re- <laughs> If the girl working at Goodness gracious Follows me back I'll withdraw the accusation Until then they kill cops They kill cops They kill cops They kill cops <laughs> Guys they do an all cops Are bastards brekkie It's bacon, pork belly and toast It's fucking delicious actually <laughs> Defund my hunger <laughs> Defund my wallet After that yummy little brunch Oh my god That's 25 bucks I feel like I've been defunded <laughs> Great I've been absolutely defunded But yeah it, it does have a massive snoop energy. I can't even speak to... We should have... Um, I should have interrogated that Facebook page like we did with Wynnum because mm. I'm still in Kiwis in Wynnum and oh I get my. such... I get, I've got information the other day that was uh, ham hocks on sale, $2 a kilo at this specific butcher and I'm like, cool. I don't know what a ham hock is nor who this butcher <laughs> is but love that Facebook was like, oh, that should be first in his feed. Oh. He'll need a notification about that. Bro, I'm still... Yeah, I'm still in so many of the postcode groups that we've looked to see if there was funny yeah. material in and there just so often isn't. Then, um, then Never, uh, but I apparently this one without yeah. no, I didn't go into it, but yeah, it's no. like got a real Batman Robin Hood yeah. vibe of people just like trying to jump on things and create drama where it isn't. Which, which is funny because Graceville was a suburb where like uh, you know I did a little bit of underage drinking and stuff when I was younger. Like it does yeah, have like that sort of spotlight on it. Yeah, but it does have that sort of late night energy. I'm just like, do these olds know that young kids are running wild under their noses? I don't know, man. Who do knows? they ever? Do they know anything? Fuck you! Losers. I won't do what you tell me. Nice. Now. This one uh, came up from friend of the show and one of the keener on Pakistanis, Lizzie Delaney. Ah, uh, yes. Um, brought up uh, a story involving a news agent scratchy gate. Oh, this is good. Um, so I'm just going to jump into this message we received from Pud herself. Uh, I love news agent scratchies, by the way. So what happened potentially is, um, so 
there's a story where there used to be a news agent where Three Girls Skipping is. Um, mm. And apparently the owner stole a person's scratchy winnings, which Joe and I said, what are you talking about? She goes, so now imagine well, like all $2. So basically, he disappeared the next day. So she goes, if you can imagine, there's this a gazebo where three girls skipping is. And right. so someone's come in and said... I think there's a sign um, mm. about that old gazebo yeah. near Superior Fruit. So someone came in, and it was, this is where the news agent was. Yeah. So someone comes in and goes, that says they've won a considerable amount of money on the scratcher. And apparently the news agent guy's gone, no, 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 um, not true. Um, <laughs> Wrong. And apparently he's taken the scratchy and gone, yeah. nah, incorrect, you haven't won, you've misread it. And So this woman's seen like $300,000 come up. It's probably a bit of elder abuse because has just said, no, no, your eyes are fooling your Meryl. So apparently he's taken the scratchy, pocketed the winnings, and then the man disappeared and shut up shop. So he just like took flight, what, within a week or something? This is some true crime shit. He's an he's actual He's taken runaway. the scratchy and taken the money. Now- I have a theory, again, from James as to where he could be. So, oh, James yeah. has said- James, who has really given us the gospel of Graceful for this episode. Phenomenal. So, he's, he said, there's this weird rumour slash semi-truth that went around for ages about this bloke that somehow came into a lot of money and would drive around in an orange Lamborghini. No one ever saw his face, but he bought like five lots of commercial land and built an Indian place, a Thai place, a sushi place, and a Mexican place, or something like that. And then it all happened in like 12 months. All of a sudden, he was gone. Two thirds of the restaurants closed. No more Lamborghini driving around. And a speculative Chelmer slash Graceville Facebook group was on the hunt for some answers. Great stuff from James. I Now, he wasn't showing his face because everyone recognized him as the guy who used to sell them an Empire magazine and an Australian finance. Review, yeah, and maybe he took, maybe he's taken the winnings of this scratchy, bought himself a Lamborghini, gone. That was audacious. Maybe I should just put it in some investments. What food do I like? Indian, Thai, Mexican. Just chucks him out. That's but he wasn't a business owner. All he'd ever done was run and manage a news agency. So, news agents are nothing to prepare you for the rigors of running an Indian joint. I'm sorry, if you have an Indian joint, there's things like butter chicken, Rogan Josh's. You think you can no, sell no, a maximum? Women's, and then no, getting, women's days, oh, women's weeklies, absolutely women's. Not. Whatever other period of time. You are not in the world of K Zone anymore. You are in the world of I'm Rogan sorry. Josh. I'm sorry, Mad Magazine. You oh. must be really bloody mad oh, to be opening man. a bloody sushi restaurant. Here's one for Hard you. work. Enough Maxims and more Taxims. Yep, good. Because uh, you tax, like Taxim? the tax people pay like on enough their meal. Maxims and more Maxibons because it's a weird dessert at but the he, sushi he place. He probably sold Maxibons. He probably did sell Maxibons. He probably sold like Byros as or well. Or there was like a weird like fusion where at the Mexican they were like Maxibon, Maxi Burrito. Oh, it's true. A, it's a dessert burrito with all of the Maxibon in it. This is getting a bit Eat Street Markets. Oh, I'd that. eat the shit out of that. How could we have a but it wouldn't be like a whole Maxibon. What you'd do is you'd make... No, because Maximon is biscuit and ice cream. So I think what you'd do is you'd make instead of a burrito wrapping, it's like a biscuit wrapping, yep. like a soft fried biscuit wrapping, and then wrap it in ice. That'd be divine, Holy actually. That shit, sounds maxi incredible. Is a good maxi idea. burritos off the ground. That's absolutely insane. Can I just say this? I didn't think there were amounts of money you could win from a scratchy that would warrant an orange Lambo that and would five change businesses. Your life in any way. I assume the absolute max is what, like five grand or something. No, I couldn't agree more. That's insane. Have you ever been tempted to do a lotto, Henry? Um. No, because uh, I don't know. Whenever well, I, don't, like, I don't gamble on sport. No, or, true. You're I not a gambler. I don't bet generally. Yeah, you're not a risk taker at all. The only things I bet on are 
um, the Oscars and Triple J Hot yeah. 100, but I want to circle back to you saying I'm not. I take risks. Uh, I've never seen you take a risk. No, nah, I wore that yellow shirt. <laughs> I wore that brave Mate, yellow shirt. You know you looked fantastic. What risk is there in that? You looked a million bucks. Your wore, eyes were sparkling. I got a yellow shirt once on special. I wore it to Caitlin's house. Caitlin's older sister, Phoebe, had uh, a bunch of people all around. Yeah. Um, and we Who, to be clear, have their own lives going on, their own things they were talking about and thinking about and concerned about. And I go to the bathroom, walk out of the bathroom to where <laughs> Sam, uh, Phoebe's boyfriend, and Phoebe and all the friends were sitting and they were all kind of laughing and I walk back into where me, Caitlin, and Joe- Looking and, pale. And I'm like, guys, I, <laughs> they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I think they're all laughing about me because of the yellow shirt. And they're like, in what fucking world were they sitting around laughing about you? And I was like, I don't know, guys, it's just too bold of a yellow. It's, <laughs> it's such too a- risky. <laughs> I've never seen more concentrated self-importance than you thinking that eight people over for prees are sitting there talking about someone else's yellow shirt. But the only reason think I believe it, lemon? I think it's the it's a hundred percent the kind of thing I do. If someone wore like a risky jacket to our house and I went to the bathroom, I'd just be like, Yeah, good from you, corduroy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, it's the kind yeah, of thing. Literally, if I walked, if someone walked out in yellow. That you didn't know You'd be like oh, Fucking Bart Simpson I'd be here. like Oh sun oh, A bit bright mate I need sunnies on Or whatever Damn good But yeah So I mean That's fascinating About the news agent Scratchy guy And I do love This underbelly of crime That clearly exists In Graceford mm. It's the question That's been on the lips Of utterly everyone In the west side Henry Does Graceful fuck Where do you fall Um This is something That happens every week I have no excuse For not Having an Oh I have an opinion I'll go first as per usual, I've got a strong opinion. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to say I think it's, got, say, an, I think it's yes. got one of the all-time, like, bling ring, unhinged, mm. lots of young people fucking vibe. Doesn't have sharehouse fuckies like uh, Red Hill does. No. But also, I think there's, like, old people who have just started exercising again. Not, like, true oh, olds, like, 85, but, yeah. like, new retirees. Like, you a 65-year-old like, rediscovering their sexual energy. New retirees, they're going to good life. They're seeing you eating, like, a killer python at 5.45am. Yeah. They're doing their Massive water, chocolate muffin. Water aerobics. Class. Yeah, there was a pool. You're spot on. And what I am saying is that seeing you eating that chocolate muffin did get them a little hot under the collar. Well, maybe, I think you initiate sex with maybe old they saw wasted youth from me with me and my absurdly tight good life polo. Gym <laughs> uniforms are designed for people with muscles. Yeah. So when I wore them, it accentuated my overly wide hips and a bit of a belly <laughs> I had going on at the time. It was during at the re- time. At the time. <laughs> during review in 2017, where I gained eight kilos in a yeah. week as well, so I looked awful. Hmm. But somehow seeing me, I reckon I reminded them of wasted youth. And and they went, we've got to fuck. Also, all the PTs were hot. Yeah. Like, I think Graceville so there was a, is filled yeah. with adventurous recent retirees and quite hot When they youngsters. get home from water yeah. aerobics, for 100%. sure. Oh, I, and, just the, and just there's a fucky energy that, I mean, especially for straight guys like us, just the name Grace is a little sexy. I know a lot of very, very attractive. Like, it's like, oh, we're going to Graceville. Also. A lot of hot girls named Grace. And I know a lot of hot girls named lot Grace. Of, they if really, you're listening to this and, and you know, know me Grace, and your name is Grace, hot. I probably think you're hot. Yeah, there are a lot of hot Graces. Um, <laughs> I just know yeah. several in my head. Amazing like, Grace. You're welcome. You're all very beautiful. Yeah, gorgeous Graces in our lives that we're very... Uh, grateful for goodness gracious me um but and i think much that effect henry chelma not a hot name sherwood not a hot name no dara god no uh <laughs> oh god oxley no no but graceville graceville it's gorgeous it rolls off the tongue it's sort of elegant but it promises something more it, it sounds- this is one of those suburbs where just 
you walk in there and there's just this atmosphere of a little bit like and it's leafy but it's also not it's not like awkward first dates no. it's couples who are really familiar with each other oh, dating they're talking about last night where they had the most mm. raucous sex imaginable where they did missionary twice mm. and they're at Hunter two and Scout two mission- Mission- missionary <laughs> impo- missionary mission accomplished imp- after you nut missionary possible too <laughs> but yeah it absolutely fucks in my book I can the word graceful has like a straight to net Netflix teen rom-com feel about it yeah. of like it'd be starring like that oh, like bloke. Riverdale yeah well it just have that bloke who was in 13 Reasons Why on the poster being like hmm and then it's did like did I do that and then, yep yep <laughs> that's the premise <laughs> and then it's, like, it's him being like hmm and then like a few like a girl named Grace I'm thinking being played by like um, Grace in my no, mind is like who, I wanted to be played by like Camilla Cabello like a yeah, singer yeah, yeah. in an acting role True. for their first See, time and they're mind, not good but we'll let them pass in my mind Grace is like Effie in Skins Grace is like the okay. dangerous runaway and she has a very sensible best friend called like Sarah or something and the plot being that like everything in that world it, he's so obsessed with Grace that it's like yeah and they're like, bro, in your mind, you're living in Graceville. Oh, yes. We need to get you back to Dantown. <laughs> and everyone's like, surely the writers, having had nine months to craft this pivotal line that is given the centerpiece of the trailer, could have come up with something better than, we need to get you back on a train at Jeff. Jeff. Jeff City. Jeff Topia, baby. <laughs> Now, you know you've been hanging out in Graceville too long. We need to get you firmly planted Shh. back in Jacksontopia. Shh. Well, that sounds cool. I watched a movie called Jacksontopia. That sounds like a movie where there's a sci-fi premise where when you die, you have a utopia created for you and you only. And it's populated with your wildest dreams and your wildest fantasies. And That's this guy cool. called Jackson goes into it. Jacksontopia. Sick. Uh, Graceville fucks. Graceville fucks. Oh, you'll never believe it. Coro Drive's all choked up. I'm going to have to take another route. Grace Villain in the name of... And what a lovely episode to do, Henry. There's something pleasant about Graceful to me. I really like it and I really like talking about it. We're full of Grace heroes and Grace villains. Oh, very true. Marvel's Grace villains. Grace I mean, the villains. real the real Grace villain is the news agent guy. Uh, do write in if you've got any information about that fella. Ah. Uh, and more generally, write in. I, I think particularly, Henry, I, I speak for you as well, as I always do. Um, in the last two weeks, particularly with Belinda and Graceville, mm. we've been given um, a massive assist, a massive layup by people sending us all this great information. And we love to talk about it on the show, particularly for suburbs we don't have a huge amount of personal experience with. Hell yeah. Um, also, guys, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, live show, yep. we're going to get more tickets out. Keep an eye on it. Keep it. Keep a close eye on the socials. Because they literally sold out we, in 12 We minutes. were genuinely humbled by how quickly these went. So yep. thank you so much to the king. And for all the people who messaged us asking uh, whether they want to one, we'll get in touch as soon as it's more available. But yeah. you're going to be, you're going to want to be on the ball. With and this. also, um, if you come along, uh, exciting as well. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have merch. Yeah. We'll be selling t-shirts. T-shirts for the first time in Unpacking Brisbane history. And we'll be selling any spare ones we have on the Instagram as well. But mm. if it's anything like ticket sales, mate, people love what we do. And they're a nice shirt. Chris put a lot of time into yeah. this. The logo looked fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, boot- Lloyd from Red Octopus has done us uh, just a massive solid by being a good bloke. And he gets them done quickly because he's got eight arms. Yeah. He's an actual <laughs> Red Octopus. Yeah, he's a Red Octopus. But he's like, sees the means of production where you're like, oh, oh, Red, Red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, USSR Octopus. Okay, Lloyd. Was the misguided sequel to Red Dog that most <laughs> Australians didn't ask for? <laughs> but yeah, it's a little over a week and a half of today, uh, uh, the live show. Mm. Uh, week and a half from today, sorry. And we're going to unpack Petri Terrace. It's We've only a week got... and a half 
Tuesday. Tuesday week. The boys got the details. We're going to be rabbiting on about Petrie Terrace, and I think we've got a fair bit to rabbit on about. And that's just a taste of the little Craig McLaughlin snippets we might pepper throughout our live show. So yeah, get along. We're going to be unpacking Petrie Terrace live. If you don't get tickets, we're still going to tech being on our side. Fingers crossed, we are going to release that live episode as a podcast on Petrie Terrace. But until then, yeah, keep an eye out for the socials for more tickets. And thanks for listening and get in touch. Yeah, we'll see you soon.